Hello, my friend, and welcome to TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Bertali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Torah Archive, Transformers University podcast. This podcast knows so much more. I want to welcome you to a quick update, catch up, roundabout conversation uh, uh, here at TFU News and Views. And as you know, uh, this is usually where I just kind of ramble on a bit, talk about my takes, talk about some of the things going on in the world of Transformers, uh, and some of the recent news, uh, such as Masterpiece Jetfire, which was announced uh, as of this recording uh, late last night, and I'm still waiting for it to go up on Amazon Japan so I can pre-order. Uh, I know it's up on most of the U.S. sites right now, but uh, uh, I do like Amazon Japan because one, it gets here quick, and two, the pre-order price guarantee kicks in, and right now with the dollar to yen ratio, um, you, you tend to come out ahead if they drop the price or if they put a, on a sale. Uh, so, for example, right now I think uh, I have to see what it would be in terms of shipping, but my order for uh, Masterpiece Trailbreaker has come down about $40 less than uh, what the U.S. retail is. And even when you factor in shipping, which is usually around 20 bucks or so, it's still $20 a head. And the initial price is actually higher than what it was uh, from Pulse or from one of the U.S. retailers. Speaking of Pulse, they had that Pulse sale that's still going on right now. Uh, 40% off once you spend $75. If you didn't do the math, that means it's 30 bucks off once you hit the $75. So uh, once you hit that $75 threshold, you go back down to $45 and everything is 40% off. So uh, it is quite quite the sale. Uh, I will say I did spend uh, a good amount of money, not an embarrassing amount of money, but a good amount of money picking up a few things uh, that I had passed on. Uh, my order consisted predominantly of premium series stuff, uh, which was basically everything but Optimus and Ratchet. Uh, the first Optimus, because I got that for 16 bucks off the deep discount uh, com sale uh, about a month ago. And then the Ratchet uh, was either already sold out on the site or I just didn't notice it until after uh, my purchase. And it was already sold out at that point. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting those. I also bought a couple of Studio Series figures I had passed on and Masterpiece Skids, which I had also passed on. I did pick up a Reboost, but I was like, you know what? For, for the uh, Originally, I had picked up Reboost, but for the money, I was like, I've heard this figure is so good. I haven't had a chance to open my Reboost. And if it's as good as all the people I trust are saying it is, then I'm going to regret not picking up Skids. I did pass on the Masterpiece Seekers, though I did price it out. <laughs> and that would add about $450 to the order after the sale. And I was like, oh, I can't justify that. And I even trust me, I even tried to uh, figure out if I could buy two of each and then flip them in a week and, and cancel out the order. But it's too much work uh, for me. I'm not really a seller. So... Um, even then I was like, that's a thousand dollars I got to lay out and then <laughs> figure out how to make a thousand dollars back. Uh, and just even at regular retail, that just wouldn't work out mathematically. I also picked up some GI Joe stuff, some snake eyes figures I had, uh, missed out on, uh, snake eyes and storm shadow from, uh, the smaller, uh, movie line plus the night creeper from that line. They were like seven bucks each after the sale. So that was pretty cool. And I did pick up the classified origin snake eyes, which is the movie snake eyes. Uh, I am a bit of a snake eyes and storm shadow collector. So I do jump in when I can. I didn't pick up the ones on the motorcycles, which have also sold out GI Joe fans rated that sale. 
and uh, I don't think there's much left uh, that isn't pretty easy to come by already. Uh, and, you know, I did consider picking up some Marvel stuff, but I know that Marvel thing, uh, that world of Marvel Legends is a slippery slope. I have a handful. Most of them I've gotten for free from Hasbro, and I try to keep it that way. Uh, I think the only one I've really paid for was the, the Walgreens thing, uh, the thing from the Fantastic Four, and that actually led me to thinking about picking up the other three members of the Fantastic Four from the retro line. I would have picked up the clear Invisible Woman and the clear Human Torch, and I'm still waffling on that because you know how I love my clear figures, and that would mean I should probably pick up Reed Richards, and then I would probably also pick up Iceman um, to go with the Human Torch, even though they're not on the same team. They kind of have that juxtaposition. And again, clear figures, uh, totally a weakness of mine. So with that, we're going to take a bit of a turn. Speaking of superheroes, so I'm going to make a controversial statement, I think. Uh, I'm not trying to have a hot take, but it's just something I've observed uh, in the course of doing Transformers University and in the course of just being a collector for uh, the last 25 years or so and being a Transformers fan all my life. I've noticed... The way the brand is going, the way the line is going, Transformers is your favorite superhero brand. That's right. I'm going to say it again. Transformers is your favorite superhero brand. Not your favorite robot brand, not your favorite transforming figure brand, uh, not your favorite Hasbro brand. Uh, and, of course, I'm using favorite in the context of <laughs> uh, that if you listen to this show, you probably love Transformers. And they may not be your absolute favorite, but it's more to exemplify the point that Transformers has become a superhero brand. So let me explain. Early in Transformers uh, history, right? Developed by Marvel. There's a strong Marvel influence, especially with G1. Early characters have powers. They have superpowers in a lot of ways, right? Skywarp can teleport. Um, everybody has like a special ability, right? Like Windcharger has his magnetism. Starscream has his null ray. I mean, it all goes back to heavy metal war, right? Like where everyone's giving away their, their powers to Megatron, right? Rumble, the blue one, has his rumblers. And Frenzy, the red one, also has his rumblers. So when you get down to it, right, like all these characters have these, these superpowers, right? Jazz has his giant speakers. Like we all got these little gadgets and gizmos that became part of the brand. Loop it one step further into uh, Transformers has been a comic book franchise for the better part of its history, right? Um, and that leads to our current marketing of the brand, especially when it comes to G1 being mixed into this brand, right? Um, they've done a good job of copying Marvel's approach of mixing characters across lines and across years and spreading them out over time. If you're a movie fan, guess what? They threw Cyclonus into Kingdom. They threw Galvatron into Kingdom. They weren't, you know, well, Galvatron was in the show, I guess, but Cyclonus wasn't, right? For all intents and purposes, that should have been a studio series toy. On the flip side of that, right, Jazz was thrown into studio series. It probably could have gone into you know, any Transformers line. Um, Bumblebee has essentially been split off to his own target line. <laughs> uh, so just thinking about how these characters have been dotted around the landscape of the current Transformers brand is very similar to how Marvel does a Spider-Man line and then puts in a villain that may be a Spider-Man villain, but it may also be a Fantastic Four villain or it may also be a Daredevil villain. Uh, and, and the same can be said for the Avengers or X-Men or whatever movie is the movie, right? Um, 
right? That's how we get a figure of like a character like Sleepwalker, another one that I almost bought in this Hasbro sale. And the more I talk about it, the more I want to go back <laughs> and maybe pick up some of these guys. We'll see. So just thinking about that, thinking about those Marvel characters and those Marvel legends, right? Um, Hasbro's marketing approach to Transformers has been very comic book styled. And a bigger spotlight gets shined on this thanks to Legacy because now the characters are starting to have this prefix in front of who they are, this universe that they're from. Uh, I think Into the Spider-Verse plays a, a long way into this in that people are starting to understand what a multiverse is, right? And, and probably the, the Doctor Strange is playing into this in some way that people understand what a multiverse is. Um, whereas in the olden days, <laughs> when I was little, uh, the Gene 1 days, it wasn't so much having the best version of a character, it was having any version of a character. It didn't matter that the Starscream toy from 84 didn't look anything like the cartoon. It still existed. In fact, that made the appeal of Action Masters later on, even though they transformed. They looked more like the cartoon. It was more interesting in that regard. But overall, I mean, there's still only like three Starscreams by the time they got to Action Masters. You didn't have to necessarily consider, do I have one that's going to replace something on my shelf? It was just like, let's go for the whole thing. Let's get the one, because that's the one that exists. So I find it interesting that Legacy goes and takes that a step further. And this actually goes back a little bit to... This goes back a little bit to when Hasbro introduced Authentics and when they introduced the Evergreen designs. And this is very important because this is what comic book companies do. Batman has three points on his arm. He will always have three, you know, whatever those are called, spikes on his arm. He will always have two points on his cowl. He will always be either black and gray or blue and light blue. Um, there's really no variation from that. These are elements of trademark. These are elements of copyright, right? We want to be able to brand Transformers as Transformers. So by introducing Legacy as this multiversal thing, they're running into some interesting uh, conundrums in terms of way we have termed things as fans prior, uh, such as the term Cybertron universe, um, which doesn't make sense in a lot of ways because it should have been Unicron trilogy universe. Or, um, But then to the average fan or the average purchaser, that doesn't make too much sense, does it? So <laughs> it's, it's ended up in an interesting kind of odd way to market the brand in that Transformers now is being treated very much like a comic book property in that there are the main universe folks, G1, and now there, there is alternate universe folks entering uh, into the toy line, the Cybertron universe folks, the uh, prime universe people. Uh, it's interesting that they did Black Convoy. We were seeing uh, leaks of Black Convoy coming. Black Convoy is the Japanese name for Robots in Disguise Scourge. For confusion purposes, <laughs> given there are two Robots in Disguise lines in 2001 and 2015, and there are multiple scourges um, across multiple lines, Black Convoy is actually the smart name to use here because to avoid the confusion with the movie character scourge, that's one. And then the universal problem of calling it Robots in Disguise 01 Universe or 
Robots in the Sky is 15. They'll probably call it Car Robots Universe, the Japanese name for the series, and skirt the issue entirely. But with that, that superhero approach, it has led to some more interesting things like these capsule programs, which are really based in comics lore in a lot of ways. The recent Amazon Wreckers uh, capsule that they've done, uh, Wreckers are straight out of the UK comics. That is a comics-based thing that made its way into the movies and it's made its way into the Prime cartoon and now into a, a legitimate toy line. It's seven figures. It's its own, it's its own wave of toys. Uh, this will also lead into the Velocitron uh, set, which, yeah, it's the Velocitron Speedia 500 collection. Um, and yeah, you, it has that dual property, right? It's part Cybertron universe because it is from Cybertron. It was introduced as part of Cybertron. It was introduced as part of Cybertron and then led uh, to be used in IDW Comics. But uh, in the first run of IDW Comics, but in the most recent, iteration of IDW Comics, that whole Velocitron story is the centerpiece of Wrecker's Tread and Circuits. So as you see, there is uh, a comic book aspect to Transformers that is now permeated throughout the line. Let's talk comics for a little bit, because uh, Wrecker's Tread and Circuits is actually something I just read recently. Uh, four issues. It was fun. Uh, it was kind of predictable. The cool thing is, is that a lot of the cameos and a lot of the weird little appearances of toys and characters that are in there are ones that are going to be in that Walmart toy line. So that's that's fun to see. The thing that bothered me is, one, I pegged the ending of the series about halfway through the second issue. So the story was fun. It was well-written and well-drawn. It was beautiful, actually. Uh, but it was very, very easy. So it was easy to read in one respect, which I liked. But there were no surprises. Uh with the exception of the ending being where it was, where it ended. It needed one more issue. It needed, where it ended in issue four is where issue four should have pivoted to an issue five and had a conclusion and it didn't. And it left me feeling empty and angry. And it reminded me of the worst thing that happened in IDW comics for Transformers. And I forget when this happened. I tried to dig it up, but I couldn't find it. My Google skills are pretty good and I still couldn't find it. At some point, IDW went from 22 pages of content to 20 pages of content. And that has robbed the Transformers fans and the Transformers brand in terms of comic books. And that's a comic book industry thing. A lot of the Marvel and DC have done it. I think a lot of the big majors have done it. But uh, it, it for IDW and for Transformers, it is it is taken away so much of uh, story because story Transformers is very much a story driven brand uh, especially in comics and to have two issues per four issue series you're talking about eight extra pages you could have wrapped this story so much better than what happened at the end of issue four in, in Wreckers Tread and Circuits and if you think about all the stories in this I think that change happened somewhere in 2015 and 2016 so you're talking the end of the last IDW run and this entire current IDW run how much it could have benefited from two extra pages per issue think about it hey want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info there's a number of ways you can do it let me tell you how 
You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. Uh, you know you know what hasn't been disappointing in the world of Transformers and just online fandom in general? That is podcasts. Um, I want to end on a positive note and shout out my friends at other podcasts because um, it's been a busy month for me with work. Uh, I've been unable to record. Uh, but, you know, these are the shows I listen to when I'm going to the store, when I'm commuting to work, uh, when it's quiet around the house and I can I can just listen and, and do things. And so I just want to give a few shout outs. And, and so if you haven't been checking out these shows, uh, there's some great content out there. We're going to start, of course, with RFC, uh, the uh, great grandfather of uh, Transformers podcast. I think Brian and his team always do a stellar job. And so if you're not listening to Radio Free Cybertron, uh, you're, you're missing out. So big shout out to them. Uh, also want to shout out my buddy Mike Seibert at Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Uh, Mike has always been a source here f- of just uh, incredible feedback and 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 just inspiration. Uh, he is a content king. Uh, he does great stuff. Uh, he is my favorite Transformers adjacent podcast. Uh, you probably heard me on his show or checked out his show because I've been on it. Uh, do check out Mike's stuff. Uh, he's done some great Transformers work as well on on those shows. And uh, even just the non-Transformers stuff like his t- uh, recent Top Gun review and his Existential Dread cast, which uh, I listened to and thought it was pretty good. And then he, about a half hour before the end, he ends and then he does a whole other podcast from from his car off off the cuff. And that last half hour was was probably the, the best part of that entire episode. And I, I actually messaged him offline and told him that. Uh, so it's all great stuff. And so then it kind of delves into the things we go through as creators, uh, figuring out... Uh, how our voice uh, can be heard and how relevant it is uh, when we do these things. Uh, of course, another shout out to the boys at Transmissions. Uh, shout out to Charles and Jeremy and Daryl and the, all the guest hosts on Transmissions. Uh, lots of good stuff there. As usual, they're in my uh, favorite comic review uh, podcast, and I'm so behind on podcasts that I don't check out alt mode. I save them until I've read a book. So now I got to blow through all the trend circuits ones uh just like it blew through the shattered glass ones quick side note the shattered glass series from idw was surprisingly really good i mean i knew the art was going to be good but the the story and i'm not a shattered glass fan i wasn't a big fan of the fun pub version um i felt i felt a lot of it was um you know, it, it, it's kind of low-hanging fruit in some ways. And I didn't read all of it. I only read basically, I guess, the comics that came with the, the Bach concept. So, um, yeah, there may be more out there than I realize. Uh, but 
the take from IDW on on Shattered Glass was really good. Uh, it was much more surprising, maybe because I had low expectations, but uh, it was very surprisingly good. Also, speaking of transmissions, because I heard these guys on the show, and I, and I want to give a shout out to to D TM to TFG One Mike and All Things Transformers podcast. Mike has been doing these fantastic interviews with other Transformers content creators. That appealed to me more than listening to uh, another Transformers show about the recent news or toys re toy reviews. Like getting to know the folks uh, who bring us Transformers content uh, was was a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. Get all the transmissions guys on, uh, and, and I, I know them fairly well from from the show and from being on that show. Um, but still, I learned all sorts of things about those guys, and then uh, even some of the guest hosts who I don't know that well. And he's had other people on that I don't know and that I've never heard of, and it was really, really uh, fun. I hope he continues to do them. So check out uh, uh, Mike on Transmissions. He's also got a GoFundMe. You can find it on his uh, Twitter account. He's trying to move. So if you can, uh, if you like Mike and what he does, do check out his GoFundMe. Finally, I want to shout out uh, two more podcasts because uh, one, one is just... Uh, and I think it's really just an amazing addition to uh, Transformers fandom, and that is Triple Takeover. If you're not listening to Triple Takeover, what are you doing? I mean, yes, the episodes are three hours long, but they're so worth it. Um, Maz, Sixo, Liam, they all do just such an amazing job. And uh, positive collector Transformer content. Maz and, and I go, go a bit of a ways back. Maz was a big contributor to TFU.info in its early days. Uh, helping me fill in an enormous amount of gaps uh, in that site um, in the early days when people didn't really have <laughs> didn't really have digital cameras to uh, take photos of toys. Uh, so I am always personally indebted to to Maz uh, for him volunteering and submitting and contributing pictures for tfu.info. But to hear him on the show and hear him with Six O Liam. Uh, it is it is such a fine fine show, um, and they're they're honestly their their social media game is fantastic. Um, if I had half the social media game Sixo has, a lot more of you would be listening to this podcast. I'll tell you that. Um, like I really I, he should give a course because he is just just amazing at looping people into uh, everything they work on, and that's awesome. Uh, so. Big shout out to those guys. If you're not listening to that show, uh, do go and listen to that as well. And finally, we'll go one off topic here, but adjacent in a way. And if you're a G.I. Joe fan, check out the full force. Chris Chris does an amazing job. His regular cast of folks that he brings in and out all do an amazing job. I've been on that show too uh, to do some Transformers content with him. Uh, the Transformers Terminator crossover from a couple of years ago. Chris is an awesome dude. It's an awesome show. Uh, if you're not up to date on all the G.I. Joe news, which is like, you know, I'm not. I, I stay on top, on top of it because of Chris's show. You know, for me, I don't have a lot of time to dedicate towards another brand uh, in terms of research and, you know, keeping up with every last bit of news. And if you just want to catch up on G.I. Joe, check out the full force. The weekly episodes, the monthly episodes are all great ways to stay current with the world of G.I. Joe in a way that is fun and very easily digestible. And so while you digest that, I just want to thank you again for joining me here on TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Bucali, owner-operator, Madman, on TFU.info. Till next time.
See ya. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive.